baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Thank you for tuning in to Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. I'm Randy Bushover. The program highlights local businesses and services in the region. And if there's a local business or service you'd like to hear from, send me an email at randy.bushover at intercom.com. Not so much a business or a service, but still an important matter to touch base on. And we'll do that with Jim Potts, Jr., who is Vice President and Director of the Special Investigations Division for NYCM Insurance Company. And Jim, basically, uh, a kind of an overview, fraud is the issue that we're tackling with you today. It is. Uh, on behalf of the Alliance, thank you for having me in. Um, you know, we, we specialize in this area, so we think it's important. But we want, it, we want the consumer to know why it's important to them as well. So if you have an auto or a home or an apartment or insure anything here in the state of New York, you're essentially paying a fraud tax for people that are gaming the system. And uh, um, among those things that you just listed, also, you've mentioned that opioid fraud is a pretty big uh, thing these days. Is it, has it become bigger than the other ones you mentioned, the workers' compensation and auto-related issues? Well, it's certainly, it's certainly at the forefront of, of people's thoughts because, you know, now there's virtually hardly anybody that we, that we know that hasn't been touched in one shape or form by the, the opioid epidemic. So it's family members, friends, people that we work with. Uh, have been affected by it, sometimes legitimately. So there will be a legitimate car accident, for example, and somebody will get prescribed pain kills, pain pills, and then be on that roller coaster ride because they get addicted to them. And one of the uh, problems, if you will, with looking into the whole question of opioid fraud, it's not just people misusing those pills and getting prescriptions, but the people writing those prescriptions as well. That's a great point. So when's the last time that you got a prescription? You actually opened it up and counted the number of pills that you're supposed to get. So if you get 100 pills a week, do you actually open up the, the container and make sure that you got 100? And if you didn't, it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal if you only got 96, but those drugs on the street are worth anywhere from 25 to $30 a pill. So every time a pharmacist or a doctor's office shorts you those bills, that's a $100 bill. Wow, that is definitely something to, uh, to consider. Um, and also, as long as we're talking about the, the painkillers and uh, opioid fraud, uh, the, the idea of lack of productivity, similar to workers' compensation in a way, because that also plays a role. It does. So people will, will get caught up in the cycle of, just thinking that, that they're not going to go to work because, you, frankly, you don't want to do anything when you're on an opioid. So you stay home from work. Uh, you're going to have marital family problems. It affects everything that you do. Um, and, and so the, the next step of that is that hopefully somebody will go to, to get treatment, but there's actually fraud that occurs there as well. So a, an unscrupular provider, they actually broker patients now to go to treatment centers, and the insurance company will pay – uh, for a gold standard treatment program, and then when the patient goes there, they get very little, if any, counseling or, or care at all, and the rest of that money gets split between the doctor and the broker. And something else that we haven't touched on yet, drug diversion is another part of the equation, too. So many parts of this, I guess. Uh, of course, there are just 
eight ways to, to steal. So drug diversion involves sometimes the patient taking their own, their own prescriptions and getting, asking the doctor for more. And if the doctor prescribes them more, then they will take those and then they'll do what the doc is doing and, frankly, go sell them on the street and make some money. They'll still keep their, their supply because they're, they're addicted, but then they'll take the overage and they'll sell them to their, to their friends or people on the street. Now, is there, a, I guess, a way to quantify, at least from just the perspective of opioid fraud, the cost to people in New York State? Well, overall, we don't have it split out by opioid addiction versus auto fraud, but the, the nationwide total is right around 80 to $90 billion annually. And so you can back that into New York, which is one of the larger states population-wise, and we've got major cities uh, that contributes to that. So here in New York, we're probably in the 20 to $30 billion range of that 90. Jeez, that's, that's a considerable amount for sure. Speaking with Jim Potts, Jr., Vice President and Director of the Special Investigations Division for NYCM Insurance Company. This is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. And uh, took a majority of the time so far talking about opioid fraud as a kind of a an umbrella because the whole idea of the campaign that the New York Alliance Against Insurance Fraud is putting out this year is insurance fraud you pay every day, every way. And we touched on some of the other things. I want to get back to uh, workers' compensation and uh, talk a little bit about how that fits in. So we just finished talking about opioid fraud. Work, workers' compensation fraud actually can lead into opioid fraud. And so workers' comp fraud at, at its purest is either an employer who misclassifies his employees to pay a cheaper rate. So a roofing contractor, for example, that has 10 guys on a job will only say that three people are on a roof instead of 10 people. And that gives him a competitive advantage when he doesn't have to pay those high workers' compensation premiums so he can charge her a lower amount. Then there's the, the employee of that contractor that can fake an injury, frankly. And then they can go to an unscrupulous doctor and get prescribed, fill in the blank, opioids, and then they can get on the opioid roller coaster. So one thing can actually lead into the other. And as far as the injuries themselves are concerned, are, are we talking simple things like faking a sprain or a break? I mean, it'd be a little harder, I would think, to substantiate a break because then you would necessarily have to have an x-ray yeah, that's to prove good, that you had one. That's a great point. So a lot of these things are what we call soft tissue. So they are sprains and strains. But a doctor will prescribe an opioid uh, you know, to relax a person so that uh, they're not in pain because that is what the, the standard is. So they will prescribe them you know, those opioids and you know, they're off to the races. And another part of the uh, workers' compensation fraud issue is that uh, the amount that is stolen, uh, according to the information that I have here in front of me, $500 million in workers' compensation premiums, taxes, and other expenses is, is the cost? Every single year. So contractors that are misclassifying you know, their employees uh, or the employees themselves committing that fraud – $500 million is probably a very conservative estimate of what that costs. Think of the number of contractors in the state and the number of employees that those contractors have. Yeah, I guess the thing that I don't understand, uh, me being you know, someone who wouldn't perpetrate something like this, if you're a company, what is the supposed benefit of you trying to make these claims and then get money back? Why, why would you even bother going through all that trouble? 
Well, uh, there's a price there's a price advantage if you're the contractor and you're not paying the proper premium. So you can simply charge less for your services. Uh, the other thing that that we look at is that somebody becomes so numb to that and they will look at that and say, why am I fighting against the system? Everybody else is doing it. So I'm going to misclassify my employees too. I, I have to do this otherwise I, I can't remain competitive. So there are pressures that are put on and they make it makes good people make bad decisions. And the one thing that we haven't really gotten into extensively yet, the auto-related fraud, which is uh, also a sizable part of the problem. And the whole notion of staging accidents. So there was a traffic jam uh, on my way into the station this morning. Uh, those bumper-to-bumper you know, scenarios are just filled with traffic accidents. First of all, they occur because of a traffic accident. But fender benders occur all throughout the state. There are staged losses that occur here in Buffalo. Most people would probably equate that to a major metropolitan area. Well, Buffalo is a major metropolitan area. And there are groups of people here that run around looking for female, older people to prey on, to pull in front of their car and slam on their brakes so it makes you look like you're at fault for hitting them in the rear. So your company then becomes liable, and every person in every single passenger car here in the state has $50,000 worth of no-fault coverage, and they will try and take that entire $50,000. Now, does it complicate things if the person they happen to hit has no insurance? Uh, it does, but then if the, if the the person who did the, the stage loss also has insurance, and they do, they just simply go to their own carrier. Hmm. And, uh, and it's not just individuals that have come up with this scheme. This is actually, uh, not really mafia is not what the word I'm looking for, but there is an organized component of this. That's that's a very astute comment. There are organized groups. So, you know, we wouldn't say that it's organized crime, but it's organized in the sense that there are, there are groups of people in neighborhoods that are known for doing these kinds of losses. And we've mentioned the, the bigger part of it, but there's also a not so insignificant part where people will go out of state to register their vehicles to take advantage of presumably lower rates. Uh, That's a true story. So people will go into Pennsylvania or New Jersey and uh, register and insure their car because it is much less expensive than New York. One of the reasons it's less expensive is the fraud tax. (laughs) And uh, obviously where you run afoul is that's not really legal in New York State. So you're going to have an issue if your, your carrier in New Jersey or Pennsylvania finds that your car is principally garaged in New York, you lied on your application to get, to get a lower rate. And depending on who you're, you're insured with, that's not going to be a good thing. Now, we've talked about bullet points for the bigger aspects, the auto-related fraud we just covered, workers' compensation, and opioid fraud, which has become even bigger. Uh, any other aspect of insurance uh, where there are issues that people should be aware of or be made aware of? Well, that's a great question. One of the things that uh, that we look at as as our uh, parents and grandparents have gotten older, as, as we've gotten older, is that we now have people that come over and take care of their homes, uh, either home health care aides or people that come in and do cleaning and gardening and things, and things disappear around the house. So we're asking people that uh, that have people into their house to be very aware of who they're having come over in the first place. And second of all, just make sure that they safeguard their, their personal belongings. For people who want more information, website address would be? www.fraudny.com. Easy enough, fraudny.com. 
Jim, very entertaining and uh, informative as always, and thank you for coming by. Thank you for having me. That is Jim Potts, Jr., Vice President and Director of the Special Investigations Division for NYCM Insurance Company. This is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930, WBEN. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 